Welcome to The Family Room, sponsored by Versprite, where we offer hope, encouragement, and wisdom centered on biblical truth and Catholic teaching, because God's kingdom begins at home. Now welcome your hosts, Mari, John, and Craig, right here on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Family Room. I am here with my co-hosts, Mari Cleveland. Good morning, Mari. Good morning, John. And Craig Wiesmeyer. Hey, buddy. How are you? We're going to have a show this morning that kind of takes us back. I don't know, Dave, how would you how would you define this show? I would say it's kind of like when, when we're trying to figure out what to have for dinner mm-hmm. and you've got a bunch of leftovers. Okay. And then I'll say, okay, John, you're having spaghetti. Craig, you're going to have meatloaf. <laughs> and Mara, you get the broccoli. <laughs> Why do I get the broccoli? I would just put some dressing on it. Um, <laughs> all right. So I, I like that theory. Cause, well, and, and to be just a little serious about it, we've been talking about all the different things, um, the topics that we've had in recent shows. And so we wanted to bring things together, maybe for a little bit of a personal perspective from each of us. And so before we before we get headlong into that, let's let's stop and just pause for some prayer and, and then we'll 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 dive right back in. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for the Quest Atlanta, for all the work that folks have done to get us to this position. We thank you for the time that we have this morning and for our listeners and for the gifts of your Holy Spirit. And we ask you to truly, truly pour them out on us this morning so that everything that we think and everything that we say and everything that we share will build your kingdom and will have the effect on folks who hear it, the, the effect that you would have it uh, have on those folks. Father, we put all of these next conversations into your hands and we ask for your blessing and your guidance in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So even though Dave gave me the broccoli, I think I will go ahead and introduce him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So for anybody who did not listen to our amazing pledge drive that we have, um, Dave is our new production manager here Mm -hmm. at The Quest Atlanta. We are so thankful to have him. He brings an amazing um, amount of talent and experience in uh, the broadcast world. And Mm -hmm. so, Dave, we are thankful that you are here with us each day, but we don't always get to introduce you on air. since we're in the refrigerator pulling everything out. (laughs) So you're even beneath broccoli. (laughs) But I got dibs on the microwave. (laughs) There you go. I'll give you the mac and cheese. You can heat it up. Thank you. There you go. So so anybody who's been used to the family room with just John and Craig and I, Dave's always sitting here pushing all the buttons. And so we we thought we would invite him into our conversation today as well. My wife likes that better than pushing her buttons. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, we've had a lot of button pushing conversations conversations haven't we i did like how peter attridge referred to like you installed all the buttons you're about to push i'm like wow there's such truth yeah yeah that yeah. was awesome uh, very much so yeah so we listened to peter last week and and as we were talking about all the different themes we keep on hearing we are hearing themes um from peter last week talking about catholic counseling um you know we've had amazing folks on the show everybody from bob shoots to ralph martin to um randy hain to our local wonderful folks like the carlton family melissa foley judy guilfoyle who we just had at this amazing prayer warrior and um as we were getting started john you reminded us that just about every one of them talked about wounds in some way mm-hmm. and how we're all wounded we are wounded i mean 
mean, God came, Jesus came um, to heal that that first wound that we all received from uh, from the original fall, that wound of sin and death. And um, and all of them were wounded, and yet they were all redeemed in Christ and had beautiful stories of hope. That was that that struck um, that struck me that um, there that theme. There's a lot of themes that I think that went through the mm-hmm. f- stuff the wounded one did, um, and I I thought about that um, particularly in a time where I was just messing with my own pile of wounds, right? And I asked in a in a prayer, I'm like, just thought that like, why? Why did Jesus come, his resurrected body, why did his resurrected body still have the wounds of the crucifixion, the, mm. you know, and his, his hands and feet and in his side? And it, uh, I say it dawned on me, I would say it, he revealed that, like, the, those wounds are so important because it was through those wounds that Thomas realized who Jesus was. Mm. Thomas and I have a theory, I have a thought, again, in, in the same meditation, that, that Thomas said, I, I won't believe it until I put, you know, I put my hand in, in his side. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that that was so much disbelief. This is John now, so don't write this down as any kind of theology. <laughs> but I don't think that he said that so much out of disbelief as out of anger. Because mm. he's with this these guys all along, and this is the Messiah, and 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 he finally comes to believe that this Jesus is the Messiah, then the humiliation of crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. This, and again, this is my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So please don't take this as any kind of theology, just some thoughts. But um, so when, when Thomas, when they tell Thomas he's resurrected, he's like, no man, he has, he has done so bad by me, there's no way that I'm on board with this until I see the wounds and I put my my hand into his side. Then, and so so think about our own lives. Why does he let the wounds? Well, it's like that's how he reminds uh, us. Well, think about the ego a little bit, though. You know, is there a woundedness in Thomas because Jesus appeared to everybody but him, mm. and uh. he had and he had to rely on everybody else's opinion to say, "Oh, by the way, he's alive." Yeah. And I don't know about you all, but if that was me, I'd be like, "Well, why in the world didn't he come to me too?" I mean, what's wrong with me? I mean, you can start going mm. down this spiral of yeah. oh, why do they have all these good things going on, and yeah. why and why is my life and why didn't you love me? And it's kind of like, yep, yeah, I'm having a hard time believing this. And it was funny because um, there was a mass reading that talked about um, the court um, official that believed, you know, he had a he had a dying son and believed. And, you know, what really has come out of all of this for me, whether it's Judy Guilfoyle or a lot of our other guests, is the reality of who Christ is, mm-hmm. the reality that he's fully alive, that he's fully involved, that he's fully engaged. And then, quite frankly, me and my Thomas experience of, but do I really believe? Mm-hmm. You know, is my prayer a lot of begging? Mm. Please, 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 as if you don't hear me, you're not listening, you don't love me. Or is my prayer simply my hands and knees? 
I know you're real. I know I believe in you. And I know you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to continue to pray until I see it happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. You guys are both doing a beautiful job of kind of that Lexio Divina, like taking what stood out for you, what stood out for you in the readings, what stood out for you in the gospel. And interestingly enough, um, when I was at Mass yesterday, the priest said, he said, okay, do Lexio Divina. When I read the gospel today, Everybody do Lexio Divina. He was reminding all of us in the in the church, and and he read and he said, because you've heard this story over and over and over again, and it was the story of the prodigal son, right? Right, right. and everybody's going, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, and it was so interesting because I've done Lexio Divina with that parable before, and I'm usually the older brother. Um, kind of the goody two shoes who stayed home, did everything what she was supposed to do, and then all bummed out, right? Didn't get the fatted calf, and um, but this time I really just opened my mind to letting the Holy Spirit like reveal to me. And you know who I was this time? I was the hired servant. I was one of the not servant, the hired help, the hired people, right? Because yeah. he had servants. The father right. had servants. That was told to bring the robe and the ring and everything. Well, the servants were told to bring the robe and the ring, but earlier in the parable, he just barely mentions that there were the hired servants who were doing other work around the house. And that one really struck me. And I thought, why did I, why did that what resonate? And I thought, well, I'm not a servant. I don't feel like I'm a slave, right? I'm not a slave. God does love me. And, but what I realized was as a hired servant, you're still very much part of the household, but did I, do I fully, fully, fully Mm. believe, right, that God would give me everything, that everything he has is mine? Or do I act sometimes like I'm just one of his hired guys? I'm out here doing the job he told me to do. I'm just doing the job he told me to do, right? You are no, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Right. Yeah. And this, I got yeah. past the servants part. So I'm a hired hand. I'm a little bit above a servant, yeah. but do I treat myself sometimes or see myself yeah. sometimes instead of being that beloved daughter that I talk about a lot of times, you know, I am a beloved daughter. I'm reminding myself, but at those times where I'm kind of feeling betrayed or wounded or hurt or whatever, like you were talking about, Craig, do I just become the hired hand where I'm just doing the job? I'm doing the job you paid me to do. You know, and the the lack of intimacy yeah. there is in that. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because when you bring that up, you know, I, I don't think we understand context a lot of time of those passages mm-hmm. because even the hired help were like family in ways mm-hmm. they they didn't get the signet ring, they didn't right. get that, but yet when in that particular parable, the son says, "Even my father's servants have enough to eat." Right. And it's like if we're continually serving God, it's we, we have to understand, to your point, there is an intimacy there that we're there to serve, but God is still the Father that wants to supply everything and wants us to always have exactly what we need at whatever point in time we need, which includes healing, right? Right, right, right. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, um, you know, the other thing that just struck me, I was listening to something the other day, and it was so fascinating. It was back to Craig, you were talking about Thomas was upset because he's like, come on, I was expecting all of this. It didn't come through. I'm frustrated. John, you mentioned maybe Thomas was angry. And my my life verse, and I've said this before, my life verse is Romans 8.28. I love Romans 8.28, right? God works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. But there are people throughout the Bible who were called according to his purpose, who did love him. And he seemed like at the end of the day, he's like, oh, well, not good enough, right? Which I think oftentimes we can feel that way. And I just heard this. Okay, this is going to blow your minds. So guess, so think about somebody in the Old Testament who did everything 
something God told him to do. And God, at the end of his life, God's like, eh, never mind. You know, door number three, the empty booby prize. Who, you mean Moses? Moses. Okay. So Moses does everything God says. He, he, he comes out from um, the shadows of, of herding sheep and goes before Pharaoh, even though he could potentially be killed. You know, goes through all the plagues, leads everybody across the Red Sea, trusts in God, trusts in God, wanders through the desert with these whiny people for 40 years. <laughs> and then at the very end, he messes up like we all mess up, right? And he... And he um, hits the rock when God tells him just to put his staff on the rock and get water. Instead, he smacks it because he's mad. And God says, you're not going to enter the promised land. Okay, so this is the blowing the mind part. The Mount of Transfiguration, right? Mm -hmm. Peter, John, and Jesus go up onto Mount Tabor or a mountain nearby. They think they're not sure. Mount Transfiguration is either Mount Tabor or a a near mountain. But it's basically overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Spread before them is the entire promised land. Who did they find up there? Moses and Elijah were there at the transfiguration of Jesus. Moses was in the promised land. Hmm. So... In the Old Testament, we're like, oh, Moses didn't make it to the promised land. He had to be buried outside the promised land. He didn't get to make it over after all of this that he worked for. Moses was in at the transfiguration. Moses was there in the promised land with Jesus. Isn't that so cool? That is cool. God works all things together for good, and Moses was there. You know that, um, as you were saying that, because I'm always trying to rationalize things, right? So I'm like, okay, how's that going to work? But... I was also thinking, because I think one of the things we want to talk about this morning is communication and yeah. the power of prayer that has been so prevalent. But if any, if ever anyone had a relationship with God as in dialogue, it would be Moses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And short of Jesus. Yeah, he was um, the only one who actually was, saw yeah, him, he right? Could, or, yeah, he, yeah. Could, he could survive yeah. um, and see the face of God. And, and um I was reading uh, as part of a Bible study that we're doing, John 15, uh, mm-hmm. 4 to 11. And it's where it's in the last discourse where mm-hmm. Jesus says, if you abide in me and yeah. and yeah. I won't get all of it right. But what what dawned on me was what you said about Moses. You're not going to go in, bro. I yeah. don't think he said it that way. But <laughs> he's like, you ain't going. Um, and and I, I'm willing to bet that Moses was fine with that. Uh, because he understood, you know, how everything went down, but um, because of his prayer. And at the very end, Jesus of, the, of that discourse, he says, I tell you all these things so that you that my peace might be yours or my joy will be your joy yeah. and your joy will be complete. Right. Yes. Well, what is more complete than by way of joy than being aligned with God's will? Mm-hmm. And how do you get aligned with God's will through prayer? I've always heard. You know, well, prayer doesn't change God's mind. Prayer aligns you with God. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> uh, and in, as you, as I have spent more time in that, I have not had great revelations or been this changed person so much as like, he kind of just helps me understand. This is the way it's going to go, bro. <laughs> and you get the peace. You get and there the is peace, peace that yeah, comes with that. Peace. There's yeah. a peace. It's not, it's not like, okay, I got what I want. It's good. It's just like... I get it. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. don't. 
Yeah, if you're just joining us, you are here in the family room, and um, usually we're in the family room to, what, talking with maybe one or two guests. Today we're actually in the kitchen because we yeah, opened up our re- <laughs> we opened up <laughs> our refrigerator, and like Dave told us, we pulled out all of the leftovers. And um, but leftovers are pretty yummy sometimes. Uh, you know, except I got the bro- I do like broccoli. It's okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> but leftover broccoli. <laughs> but see, we're talking about God's will, right? If God's will is I get the leftover oh, broccoli. There is there a yep. reason for it? And yep. he'll give me. Peace and joy as I eat it, right? Peas, peas. He's giving you peas, what you need. Peas, peas, peas. So I got peas, peas and broccoli. Yeah, yeah. Peas and broccoli. That was yeah. a, a, my kid. My grandson has a, a shirt that says, "All I am asking is give peas a chance." As long as you won't. That kids don't like vegetables. I thought that anyway. But I don't know how we got there. Whew, let's right. get back. <laughs> I We're in the me. kitchen. Yeah, it's, it's Dave. New element let's here, blame so. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move if it makes sense. Um, to to a little bit more on the in the prayer arena mm-hmm. because um it, and it opens I think it opens up conversation around communication also because as we as we thought about what leftovers are in there and mm-hmm. if you were a guest on this show by the way we just called your content leftovers sorry about that um, but but, <laughs> but it, it was good when we it first was, served it, it was served up so well and like so many things like you know like Barb makes lentil soup and the first night it's great. But three nights later, it's, after it's been sitting yes. and all getting together, it's even better, yeah. right? So that's our that's our explanation. Um, anyway, I love how you're able to talk us out of all of it. Yeah, talk yeah. us through that. Well, I make a lot of mistakes, so I have a lot of fixing to do. <laughs> but um, in as I think about prayer, I think about Judy. I think about praying for prodigals. I think about um, and these are all shows we've had in the yeah, past. Right, so yes. if you if you're Peaked by any of these, you can go back in our in our um, on our website or on our app. You can find podcasts for all right. of these past shows. Yeah, right. And and so I think, I think um, I think particularly about Doctor Bob Schutz and his whole thing about um, Christ, Christ being Christ centered and the importance of of a Christocentric perspective on your marriage he said Mm -hmm. something that kind of fried my brain a little bit he said it's a it's possible to idolize your marriage as in to set your marriage up as an idol Mm. uh, and place it before God and there's the more I thought about that there's probably a hundred different ways that that could actually happen and so when he when he talked about just putting Christ at the center um, that that made sense to me and then in reflection on Judy Guilfoyle it was Judy did the amazing things. Remember, we started that show with like the three letter word of Judy, which was yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Every Mm -hmm. time there was this thing, she was just so open. Mm -hmm. And so it I I guess I I don't know how I'm trying to tie the communication piece to prayer. I'm tying everything back to the fact. No, no. I mean, I think when you say that, it's easy to say, but I'm not. And we talked about that, you know, before. I'm not a Judy. I'm not, you know, I'm a right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the back row. You know, Judy's in the front row or everybody you're talking about is in the front row. And I think, you know, the tie there is you get to the front row by showing up every single day in the back back row. row. You show up every day, you sit in the back row and you just surrender yourself to going, God, whatever, whatever you wanted. I'm just open to it. And the idolizing, you know, how many times do people talk about getting married or, you know, doing this job? When there's ultra focus on those things, it's usually covering up another wound. Hmm. I had a dear friend of mine 
that was extremely successful, but he was running from an alcoholic father that told him he would never be worth anything. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like poking him in the eye going, yeah, I proved to you that I am, but yet there was no peace. There was no joy. There was no doubt. He, he had some happy times, but there just wasn't that constant peace. Mm -hmm. And even Dan Burke has talked about how successful he has been in business, mm -hmm. but they called him nuke because his success came from his ability to run people over because he knew it needed to get done. He was driven to do it and didn't care about it. And then was really afraid to surrender that because he was like, if I get rid of this, I'm not going to be successful anymore. Mm -hmm. But you know, when God came in and healed that because of past wounds in his family, that relationship with Christ, Christ fulfilled all of the desires in his heart to serve and be and be effective without running people over. So it was transformed into loving, gentle, kind, all the things scripture says that the gifts or the fruits of the Holy Spirit are that began manifesting in his life, but he didn't start out in the front row. He started out in the back row. Yeah. Well, and think about Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus showed up, where was Jesus? Jesus would have gone to the back row and sat down with 100%. you there. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Right. You know, and John, one of the things you said was, you know, I'm talking about communication. We're starting with Jesus. We're starting with prayer. But, you know, this is the family room where we talk about marriage and family. And every one of our guests has said, if you want the best marriage, if you want the best family, if you want the best relationship with your kids, you start with your relationship with God. That's yes. where you start. That's yeah. the first piece of communication. That's the first piece of intimacy. That's the first place you go, to your point, Craig, to get your healing so that then you can walk into these gifts of marriage and family, right? Yep. And so listening to what you said about Dan Burke and, and the, those comments there, Mari, make me realize, Craig, you said they start out in the back pew, right? And then they work their way forward. We were talking about St. Peter denying Jesus three times. Mm -hmm. And then after the resurrection, you know, Jesus asks him, do you love me? Three times. And I'm, there's actually a great interpretation of the, of the language that Jesus uses yeah. in Greek, yeah. right? But I'm not, we can talk about that another time. But, um, what what I think is incredible is Peter. So when when he how Jesus became the center for Saint Peter, he had a mess up. And I call I refer mm. to Saint Peter as three Pete. Like everything has three to Pete. happen three times for Peter, <laughs> right? So the first time is at Caesarea Philippi. You know, he says, "Who do you say that I am?" And he gets all the things. And Peter says, "You are the Messiah." Yeah. And then like immediately after that, Peter says something, and Jesus says. Get, get behind, behind me. me. Get in the back room. Said, You're supposed to <laughs> yeah. follow me. And by the way, following is behind, behind. me. So back up, champ. Yeah. Right? Then the second time in the Bread of Life discourse where, where Jesus turns the apostles and says, will you also leave? And Peter steps up and he goes, where are where we, we going to go? Where are we going to go? Right? Yeah. And so the first time he's all in. The second time I, th I refer to it like I said, he's intellectually bankrupt. Like he can't figure out where to go, but he knows he needs to stay here. Right? Yeah. The third time um, is, you know, in, in the denial and it's just complete. He's just complete broken. And so when he asks him, do you love me? He's like, I got nothing. I got nothing left but this little bit, but it's yours. Yeah. Then from that back pew. Then Peter goes and does amazing but, things. And, and think about that, too, because when I say the back row, um, what puts you in the back row? 
yourself. Oh my gosh! Well, you yourself, that seat. Yeah. You're yourself, number one. Why though? Shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worthy. Yeah. Or you know, I'm not sure I really want to be here. So I can bolt. And nobody's going to find me. Right. But when, right. You, when you're talking about Peter, John, you know, the, the reminder is unlike Judas, you know, who recognized what he did was wrong, but had no real relationship obviously that he could go i can be forgiven for this Mm. you know peter went back to doing his normal job but as soon as he saw christ he jumped in the water he didn't hide from him Mm -hmm. so in our shame when christ shows up to reveal himself again there is no more shame Mm -hmm. because christ is saying as as you say bro (laughs) <laughs> You're worth it. I'm back here to redeem that. Yeah. I'm back here to ask you the three times that you screwed up. Yeah. I'm going to ask you three times why. To build your strength in, do you love me? But it's a, do you let me go do this? Do you let me go do this? Do you let me take action? And in that, when the shame goes away, Peter's out in the out in the, the ocean or whatever, the Sea of Galilee. What does he do? He runs to the front pew. Why? Because the light of Christ shone on his uh. his um, pain, suffering, whatever, and Christ shone his own light on it and says, come here. Yeah. Come and sit with me right here because I want to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. So your description, that was such a beautiful description, Craig. I love that. It's great visuals. And I knew I was going to be able to put this Bible verse someplace <laughs> because what your description was, exa- this has been on my heart all morning, that your description is exactly Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him, like you just said, receive him and then walk in him, rooted in him and built upon him and established in the faith as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving yeah and so it's exactly that it's peter knew him he's like okay i'm gonna have to just let go i'm gonna walk in you i'm gonna do what you i'm rooted in you there's nothing else i can do and i'm gonna walk in you and i'm gonna serve in you and i'm gonna and i'm gonna do all of this just because you taught me, you've shown me over and over and over again. Um, and I'm going to be abounding in Thanksgiving. And I think that's one of the things, you know, this show specifically was created because we want people in marriages and families to walk in their, their faith and to walk in it in with peace and joy, especially, you know, Christ said, I came that you might have joy and have it abundantly. We want everybody to be able to say, I want abundant joy. And we don't have it every day. There are days that we don't have it, but hopefully we do have that peace and we know where to go back and get it. Right. And the beauty of what you're saying though, and, and I, and I love the correlation to the time we live in today. Yeah. Christ said, I give you peace in a time when the Romans were oppressing everybody. There was heavy demonic influence. There was the church had their own screw ups. But Christ came in the middle of that and said, I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving you my we're in the exact same scenario, whether we're in a season of our life individually or just corporately when we're all together. And Christ shows up every day and says, I'm giving you my peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take my take my yoke upon you, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just follow me. Just come be with me. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I know we're we're getting close to a break here, mm-hmm. so we uh, we we should probably do that. But man, there's a hundred things that come screaming out as you guys talk about that. But let's um let's just uh, bring us back with that. Well, John. no, just we'll come back with that. Yeah, but folks, you're in the family room, um, and we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back to more family room uh, right after this. 
We'll be right back inside the family room in moments. Sponsored by Versprite on the Quest. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is AJ with The Quest. Did you know that we are on a mission to invite, inform, and inspire listeners like you? We want you to embrace your journey and take one step closer to God by not only listening, but engaging with us. In fact, we could use your help with making this vision a reality. I ask you to prayerfully consider joining us as a missionary to help with volunteer tasks at our studio in Roswell, Georgia. If you feel called to help and would like to learn more, please send us an email at info at thequestatlanta.com. Does your parish, charitable organization, or ministry have an upcoming event that you'd like to promote? Advertise it on AM 1160, the Quest Community Calendar. It's easy and there's never a fee. Just visit thequestatlanta.com, click on events, and submit your activity or event. Enhance the success of your community outreach event. Take advantage of the Quest Atlanta's complimentary community calendar and gain more exposure to the Metro Faith community. Submit your event at thequestatlanta.com today. St. Joseph was a man of few words. In fact, not a single word of his was recorded in Scripture. But the Father of Jesus spoke abundantly in his silence, and he certainly gave us a lot to talk about. Want to go deeper? Listen to the St. Joseph series on your Quest app and on thequestatlanta.com. This is Lisa Popchek from More to Life. Catholic Radio changes lives. It's for you, with you, every single day. Whether you're rejoicing over something and you need a community to share that with, or you're struggling with something and you need a community to support you. We're here for you every day to teach you about your faith and to help you live it. This is your home, and we're always here for you. Thanks to our friends at EWTN, our programming is provided free of charge. But this station has other expenses that must be paid to keep the doors open and the lights on. Support of your local Catholic radio station helps keep shows like More to Life available in your area. No matter the amount, your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of Catholic radio. Please prayerfully consider making a gift right now. We'll talk to you soon. To donate, log on to thequestatlanta.com. We're back in the family room. Sponsored by Versprite. Right here on AM 1160, The Quest. And as you know, today we have a little bit of a different format in that we don't have a guest today. Although, I guess in a way, Dave, we kind of have you as a guest because Dave, our production manager, is with us. You could say I'm a guest. I'm just contributing where I can. Yes. That's all. He's he's pushing a lot of buttons and then smiling and laughing at our jokes and pointing at us when we need to do something different. (laughs) So, But we are talking today about... 
kind of in a way, Dave is the one who set us up with it, the smorgasbord that comes out of your refrigerator when you've had a lot of amazing meals. Yeah, yeah. And you put them in there, right? And then you pull them out, and you each get to grab your favorite and enjoy it. And that's kind of what we're doing today is we're talking about some of those amazing guests that we've had in the past and and the things that they brought to mind for us. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. There you go. (laughs) I love it when Scripture comes out. But Mara, you inspired me going into the break. Just as you were sharing, what came to my mind is, is another a favorite passage. Um, and I love, it's, in, it's Philippians 4, and I, I, I rely on the first part of it a lot. You, you rejoice in the Lord always, mm-hmm. I say again, rejoice. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But the next the next one is what... Is what what I thought of when you were talking, St. Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as you talked about our smorgasbord, the amazing meals that we've had, I mean, think of all those adjectives and then think of our guests and the topics um, it, it's, there's so much good. Mm-hmm. There's so much I'm just, good. I'm just smiling because, you know, as you, as you parse through these different things, other scriptures pop into your mind and it talks about truth, mm-hmm. talks about get rid of anxiety yep. and it ta- and what, and what is the, what is the main scripture and not main, but what is it? It was a key scripture that says, you know, be transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Romans and, 12. And as we've, we've had the brokenness we've talked about mm-hmm. and as we've had, um, you know, spouse and marriage, family, whatever. Um, how many lies? How many lies exist within us or within situations that really cause the damage? Because either we continue to play that lie in our mind, we continue to live in that lie, or we believe it. Let's just say, let's just say it becomes a core part of our being. Mm-hmm. But yet, Christ shows up every day, like we talked about. Christ showed up to Peter. Not to condemn him, not to tell him, look at you're a loser. I can't believe you. He said, do you like, simply, do you love me? All about love. But I think that's where we've lost our minds in today's world because truth doesn't exist. It's it's what I create it to be. But there is truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There is truth. Every scripture we've all talked about is God's truth about the way we should live our lives and, you know, really how to overcome those challenges. Because I don't know about you all, in my marriage... There are plenty of lies I brought forward because I have a very different personality than Kelly does. And my lie was she needs to kind of conform to my personality. Her lie was I need to conform. And if I don't, there's not enough love there. We never took the time to look and go, okay, God, you love me individually for who I am, where I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm very different than she is. And God's not going to interact with me the same way. Just like, you know, Mara, you talked about love languages in your relationship Yours and George's aren't the same. No, they're not. And you have to learn how to communicate. You have to understand how God wants to communicate in us in our own way. Mm -hmm. And then how we need to communicate with those around us in the way they need, not the way I want to. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I just kind of went down these multiple paths. No, I love that. And I love the way you're taking us from the first half of our show today where we talked about our intimacy with Jesus and what he He came to do and how he came to bring us from the back row to the front row and how he came uh, came to, to heal us and to offer us hope and redemption and um, just this joyful, abundant life. 
And then that has to be first and foremost in each of our lives, that initial intimacy. And then when he gives us this gift of marriage, for those of us who've been given the gift of marriage, he has to come first and foremost. And then we go into this gift of marriage, you know. Um, And so that's exactly what you're saying is even then we step in the marriage, we've still got all this, these lies, these wounds that we were talking about in the first half. Hopefully we've turned to him. But then we also have to bring him into our marriage as well. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, Anna, we look and we say, I don't have those wounds. The opposite. It's like, well, I don't have any of those wounds. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I've got it all together until something breaks. And in my belief is what God is doing in our time today is exactly that. He's letting those things that are not really of him, they've been gifts from him, but we've put too much of our own hope and our own trust and our own belief in those things. And God is saying, it's about Christ. It's not about the politician. It's not about your bank account. It's about Jesus. It's about our relationship. And then it's about your relationship with all the people around you. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about marriage and family. Well, marriage and family leads to community, which leads to society, which leads to whatever. It kind of exponentially grows out from there. And as... My relationship with Christ grows, even when I want to look in the mirror and go, I'm really, really good. Like, what was it? The Pharisee and the and the tax collector? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, there's somebody in between there, right? There's somebody that's kind of like, I'm not great, but I'm really good because I'm better than them. Yeah, I don't do that. But as I move forward in the church and I get closer to the altar that's really illuminated, Christ kind of goes, yeah, let me let's talk. Let, let me bring you some reality, pal. And you're like, oh, dang, really? I, I, I do that kind of stuff? Back to the what we talked about early on. I think God allows, Romans 8, right? Mm-hmm. Good can come from all things. I think God allows a lot of that pain to happen. Uh, I think about Melissa Foley when, remember, she talked about the barbed wire. The barbed wire, yeah. Like you bump up against somebody and you're like, I don't even, what, what, what was that I barely all about, touched right? them. And- yeah, I barely touched you and I got this, you know, you know, nu- nuclear reaction response. And, kind of like um, flopping during the NCAA double, double A. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, having a basketball moment here. Yeah, that's all right. that's I barely all right. touched you and you flopped all over the ground. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly like that. But it is interesting, though, in today's society when you see how we are responding to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of barbed wire. I yeah. mean, the deep wounds that seem to be coming out with the discourse we're having or not discourse because I'm yelling at you because... And that's what this show is really all about, right? Trying to help us all heal. Right. Help right. us all get to a point where that is. And I think it just takes it that, that as you say, you move toward the light or, or as, as, you, as you do that, just take that. And, and maybe I'm moving us toward prayer. But as you take that quiet time, which is not easy to develop that, that, that habit, uh, but it's worth, it's worth every minute of effort you put into it. But as, as you do that, as you bring things to the light, the first thing you notice is is stuff on you when mm-hmm. it's his light, mm-hmm. not your light. But yeah. when I'm shining the light, I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at David's got broccoli on his shirt. <laughs> oh, that's a great visual, right? right? You, you're the I'm one shining with the flash. my light. I'm like, yeah. I can show you. Look at that stuff over there on Craig. Woo, yeah. Yeah, it's going out from right? you. And you're then when he shines the light, you're like, 
Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 I had broccoli and everything all down the front of me. Guess what you had for dinner 20 years ago, John? It's still all over you. Right. So I think um, I think that whole you're doing a nice job, or at least in my brain, you're helping me get this whole idea of communication and prayer and, and, and relating to each other. It's like it goes all the way back to you got to put Christ in the middle. Yeah. In the center of it. Because that third strand, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's that light. And that's yeah. the light. I couldn't help but to think, Craig, as you were talking about uh you know as far as like the wounds or the or the lies i guess that we have and everything and a lot of times you might like you know there's something there something wrong but you don't know exactly what it is mm-hmm. you know i mean i've got this pinched nerve back here i didn't know what it was at first went and saw the doctor and he's like oh okay it's a pinched nerve up here in your l3 or yeah. i don't know whatever you know but and it's going down my arm i knew something was wrong i just didn't know what didn't feel right and then right as now, you were talking that's what i was thinking about right now and it's fun i like the analogy too because your arm hurts but it's your neck or your upper back that's the problem right but we tend to focus on where this pain feels like it's coming from and god's like yeah no brother it's over here or sister sorry i don't want to be uh <laughs> Or bro. Yeah. Or bro. Just, I'll, I'll go by bro. It's fine. It's fine. It's a unisex term. Most of Dude. us have Yankee Dude. roots, right? Yeah. So, I say so. Guam is kind of, yeah. We said guy on Guam. Okay. So yeah. there we go. You guys. You, you guys. guys. We said you guys. Or use guys if you're in New York. Yeah. Yes. Or, my dad or, or Western York. Pennsylvania. Yunes. Yunes. Right oh, up the house. That's always interesting. Yunes right up the house. Companies. Come. Okay. Somebody bring us back. All right. Here we come. Here we come back. <laughs> um, so so I think with, uh, two things uh, maybe that we could uh, take a minute on. We keep coming back to Christ at the center. Go figure. Um, the second thing, though, was is the prayer, the, the whole po- power of prayer that we've heard. Um, and I think we've each touched on some aspect of it. And how we get that light, how we put Christ at the center is just finding a couple minutes a day to start just to be not not an Our Father, not a Hail Mary. Um, we're doing a really great thing uh, with Dr. Sri right now mm-hmm. called Into, um, Into His Likeness. It's a little a short Bible study for Lent. It's more than a Bible study, but anyway, it's it's really good. Um, it's on formed. You can go check it out, the Augustine Institute. But um, uh, it's it's about I, I am like wicked ADD, and um, I made a cursio I think in 1994, and um, I, I I prayed. I went through seven years of formation. I thought I was pretty good, as you said, Craig. You know, it's like you know I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not as bad as that, right? <laughs> and um, and in this Curcio, it was it was like it's kind of like God's like, yeah, John, we're dating, you know, we're dating, and and you you enjoy a meal with me from time to time, but you, we've never gotten married, bro. <laughs> and you're supposed to be the bridegroom of Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so but but the challenge was not from well, I guess ultimately from God was just just find five minutes. This guy that I talked to at the Curcio said, I have a prayer chair, and I go mm-hmm. to my prayer chair every day. And I'm like, I cannot, Barb will tell you, to this day, it's different things. She's like, can't you just sit down for five minutes? Do you have to be doing something? And the answer is yes, I do. <laughs> What's your next question? <laughs> but um, it started, I actually took a book that was written by a Protestant woman. I think it was called In Search of Silence and Solitude. And she said her thing was like five minutes, just five minutes. So I did five minutes. It was painful. We're not going to go from five to an hour because that took a long time but it's an hour today not because i'm good but because he's there mm-hmm. and it's like i i just wish sometimes when i do these bible studies with barb 
and you talk about these things, I wish I could just like take my head in the middle and just kind of crack it open and my heart and crack it open and say, look at this. If this can be there, you can do anything. But I'm like, I don't want to crack that open because there's a lot of garbage in there you don't necessarily want to see. But but I'm like, that's my point. It's like, you know what? Just give him five minutes and he will draw I'm you in. Question, if you don't mind, I'm going to put Mari on the spot. I mean, you're you're very prayerful, and this is not bragging about how much we do or do not pray, but do you have any specific story and example of taking something to prayer where God really opened your heart up to a truth that made a difference in your life or somebody else's? I'll, I'll make one example. When you talked about, you know, you're talking, walking with your mother and saying, I'm going to get married because God is going to give me the desire of my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's belief, true belief. That's yeah. not like I hope. Yeah. that's true belief. Mm -hmm. But is there anything else you can you can think of? You know, and since we're because we're talking about relationships, right? I had a I had a really challenging relationship going on in my life, and I decided instead of just these little tiny prayers, everyone's you know the arrow prayers you throw mm -hmm. up every once in a mm -hmm. while, like okay, God, would you just heal this? Would you heal this relationship? Um, I knew I was going to be spending some time with this person, and. Um, I um, decided I was going to get serious about it, and I actually fasted. I fasted and 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 offered for prayer for like a day, a day and a half, um, and I asked other people to join me in prayer as well. And they didn't have to know all the details of what they were praying for, but I just said, "Would you pray for a relationship that I really want to have some healing in?" And I had a, a some time with the person, and. I saw God work in that that during that time that I was with that person. I saw some amazing changes in the way that our hearts connected in our relationship, and I knew that it was an answer to prayer. It was it was absolutely beautiful, and some things happened that could only have been from God. But a lot of it went to what you said earlier, John, about the peace, right? Mm -hmm. And Craig, you mentioned it as well as God was transforming me. Um, during that time as well. So things happened with them and with the two of us, but God was very much transforming my heart. And I think that, you know, relationships and especially marriages and especially in our lives as parents, that is the most sanctifying opportunities that we have. You know, that, that opportunity for sanctification comes from those relationships because to your point, John, you know, we've got a lot going on in our hearts and our minds and that need to be healed, that need to be rubbed clean, whatever it might be. And it's through these relationships that we have. Um, you know, Craig, you talk about how things come out in when we're with each other in yeah. relationship. And when they come out, they come out, but if we allow Christ to be the one to be the great physician in that in that circumstance and heal them, then it's it's amazing. So yeah, I have had that, but I had to kind of go deeper. To your point, John, I couldn't just keep doing my thirty second arrow prayers. I had to go a lot deeper than that. Yeah, and I think that's what's important too, because we talk a lot about we've talked about fasting, we've talked about praying. Mm -hmm. Christ said. Only these can be cast out through fasting and praying. Yeah, and I think we've we we've become I've become such a, a wimp when it comes to suffering, when it comes to pain, when it comes because you know our whole world is take a pill, get rid of this. Mm -hmm. You don't agree with something, just create your own truth. And it's funny because the church grew the most during its biggest persecutions. Right. Because people actually stood up for what they really believed. And an unbelieving world was like, holy smokes, there must be something here. And it's just interesting how um, even Dr. Bill Thiersfelder, in, in the book we referenced uh, one minute to go, I think it is, 
he talks about that. He talks about how God allows us to suffer in those challenges to make us stronger, to bring out the best in us. And we think it's a punishment so many times, and we think it's you know all these bad things. But if I really believe that he loves me mm-hmm. and he wants my best, he's allowing it to really transform my life into the light Mm -hmm. that he wants to shine where it's no longer my flashlight shining on somebody, but it's like Moses who spent time with, with God who became illuminated by his presence. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we can bring a little bit of that if we're willing to suffer a little bit and say, I'm going to get up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to having my prayer time. God, I am committing this to you every single day. Right. You know, think about so many of the saints that we have. You know, as Catholics, we are so blessed to get to see the different lives of the saints and read about the lives of the saints. And you don't have to be Catholic to read about them. You can, you can learn from them. But so many of them were persecuted. So many of them went through so many different personal trials and struggles, and yet people came to them. You know, people sought them. They sought them for their wisdom. They sought them. We had. I'm reading a book right now um, called The Women of Hope, and it's about the four female doctors of the church. And it's fascinating how many of these, um, in some cases, very young, very some of them were illiterate women who just um, allowed God to totally transform them, totally be part of their lives. They had, you know, either suffering or they had bad temperaments or just different things going on in their lives. And yet these were women that popes came and sought their counsel. You know, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Therese of Lisieux, um, popes came and talked to them and wanted to know and wanted to learn from them. And St. Hildegard, I mean, it was just absolutely fascinating um, what, what God did and what God continues to well, do for you each can, of us. You can give the fact on this one. I don't remember because one of those great saints, the doctor, one of the doctors of the church, if I remember correctly, was a nun, was in her prayer life and recognized that mm-hmm. she wasn't all in. Yeah. She was kind of yeah. just, and I don't know if it was Lassoo or it was, if it was, it was. I think that one might have been Catherine of Siena, I think. Okay. But it was kind of like, I'm doing this but I'm really not mm-hmm. really into it. Or maybe it was Teresa. Sorry, <laughs> they're all mixing together. But it was either well, Teresa of Avila or Catherine of Siena, one of them, yeah. Yeah, but it was kind of like, you know what, I, I need I need to really mm-hmm. drill down on it and change this, change her order. She did. Change the world, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. But it was like, you know what, I'm going to be all in. Right. I think it was Avila because her dad even called her on it. Her dad, because her dad was taking Bible study kind of from her or taking, like, coming for she was leading these groups and he goes, you're talking about prayer and you're teaching. It was Teresa of Avila. You're teaching everybody about prayer, but you're not really doing it yourself. And I've she, never heard that part. Yeah. Of wow. And she was humble. He was humble enough, first of all, to come listen to his daughter and learn from his daughter. But then she was humble enough to hear him. You know, and that's what the family room is about. The family room is about all of us coming together from all of our broken places and trusting and putting God in the middle and then sharing what what he's taught each one of us, what he's brought to each one of us. And I think it was probably divine intervention that her dad saw that in her, recognized that in her, called it out in her, and allowed then she allowed God to continue to transform her heart and her yeah. order, like you said. Dude, and I'm wondering too, I mean, I think all of us go through this in our prayer life. I know I do, where you, 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 you get this... I don't know, uh, uh, just like a routine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gets, it, it's like the same, okay, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do the rosary now. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to, you know, and it, it you, you kind of get into a rut. I do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Where, where you're just kind of doing the, just almost going through the motions, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to, for me anyway, change it you up every change now and then. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. But you got to go through the motions. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you have to you have to start by going through the motions. Yeah, changing right. it up's like we're quitting this game. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> Not an option. Well, also like what you said about Saint Teresa of Avila, though, her father. We were talking about speaking truth. Yeah. Her father loved her enough to speak truth. Right. Yeah. You know, wasn't afraid. I can't. I can't bring that up. I can't. And I'm sure he did it lovingly. I'm sure he did it. You know, whatever in the spirit, but kind of like John. Psh, we could wake up. We could do a whole show on that. Um, telling the truth, but to tell you the truth, we could do a whole show on that. Um, truth be told. <laughs> so, See what uh, I have to put up with. Uh, uh, sorry, Mary. Imagine being married to this. Now you like my wife. A whole, I respect my wife a whole lot more. Barb is amazing. She is a saint. A saint. Which one of those women, doctors of the church, was the one that said, Lord, it's no wonder you have so few yeah. friends. Yeah. Look at how you treat them. Yeah. It was either Teresa or Catherine. I get those two mixed up, but, but yes. But they kind of to your point, Craig, came around and it's like, okay, if this is how I'm getting treated, this is what it's showing me. Therefore, this is what I will do. Yeah. One weapon that I realized that somebody told me about that I, uh, that my grandmother and mother and father talked all about was guardian angels. Oh, but okay. I never realized how much of a, a prayer weapon your guardian angel is or a, a, a life weapon. And I just remember going into, somebody told me if you're going into a very difficult situation, ask your guardian angel to speak with their guardian angel and, 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 and work things out kind of like sending, you know, the adversary or the, you know, whoever before the so battle. So like if you're going into conversation with somebody and you know, it's going to be a difficult yes. conversation, yes. you ask your guardian angel just to go to talk to, to their, his. I had a oh, brutal wow. business conversation that I knew I had to have. And I'm like, I got nothing. And I remembered that. And I'll be dipped. It worked. Wow. Yeah, it worked. You put your, uh, uh, a friend, Tom, said he, he, he knows that when he dies, his guardian angel's going back up to heaven going, thank God that's over. He's like, I, I work him hard. Anyway, I just in prayer. That I thought is that awesome. Was, yeah, that was, that's well, another and, weapon And once that again, have. it's one of those gifts that, of our faith, of our church, that we sometimes don't walk yeah. into. I, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about guardian angels, so that's one for me. To, yeah. Well, and yeah. it's funny because you bring up guardian angels, and I don't think I've heard that since really since I was a right. kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's something I don't think of on a regular basis. I think that's actually was the name of my my husband's elementary school or it was guardian angel i think really yeah yeah well it's funny because padre pio played with his guardian angel really that was, that was one of his things yeah he oh. used to hang out and play with his guardian angel and if i'm not mistaken what's the young boy that died recently oh, carlos carlos acutis, acutis. Mm -hmm. i want to say he talks a lot about your guardian angel he talks about the eucharist but he talks about your guardian angel oh, employing wow. your guardian angel that's very cool awesome very cool. Well, guys, I, this for leftovers, this has been pretty good, I <laughs> yeah. think. So yeah, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the leftovers. I actually enjoyed my broccoli. Thank you very much, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great show, guys. Bringing the leftovers back and making a uh, a filling meal that, that satisfies all, hopefully uh, satisfies our listeners. Um, and as we always do, let's close out with a prayer, if you don't mind. That's okay. great. The, the Father, Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you for taking all those various things in our lives that oftentimes don't seem related and you bring them together and you give us a banquet. You put those things in front of us that we really need, the things we need to hear, the things we need to see, the things we need to taste and touch, and you make them for our betterment, for our good. You heal our souls, you heal our hearts, and you heal our families, which by your grace heals society and heals the wounds of what we're suffering today. And we just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your constant care, your constant direction, your constant love. 
And we just ask you to pour blessings on everybody that's listening, on their families, on them. Open our hearts and our minds to fully committing to you, for giving ourselves fully to you, for opening our hearts. And it's through your grace that we are transformed, that we will begin to heal and we'll begin to love better. And we just offer this all in Jesus' holy name, through the intercession of Our Lady, and with the backing and the prayers of St. John Paul II and our angels in heaven. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful, Craig. And Dave, we appreciated you joining us on air today. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can shut your mic off right now, Craig. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and listeners, we are so thankful that you are with us again. And so please join us again here next week in the family room where we offer hope, encouragement, truth, and wisdom for families. Thanks for hanging out with us in the family room. Sponsored by Versprite. For more info, go to am1160thequest.com.